0: Welcome to Tax Strategy Digest, where we explore the fascinating world of finance. Join us as we dive into the stories, insights, and experiences of experts, thought leaders, and everyday people who are making a difference in this field. Through engaging conversations and thought-provoking discussions, we'll take a deep dive into the latest research, trends, and innovations shaping finance. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn something new on this exciting journey with us. Today, our guest is Wendy Barlin who is more than just an accountant. She is a personal business manager and financial confidant, with her specialty being taking all of the tedious financial chores off the shoulders of busy professionals and business owners so that they can focus on the areas where they excel. She is an expert in many diverse industries, such as hospitality, entertainment, manufacturing, and the retail industry. Wendy, great to have you on today. Thank you, Paul. Awesome. And so Wendy, why don't we get started with this? Why don't you tell us um, a little bit about you, a little bit about your journey to where you are today
1: um, and, and how you got here? Thank you. Yes. So I arrived in the United States in 1997 with nothing but a bag of dirty clothes. And I was fortunate in that I had a chartered accountancy license and I didn't speak English. So um, I found a job and learned the American financial system from the School of Hard Knocks. And I very quickly figured out how to leverage debt, how to know where to invest, where not to how the tax system worked. So I just hopped from one CPA firm to another. And then I just said, wait, I know I can do this. I can do this. So after the towers fell in New York City, um, I started my own firm. And I'm a big believer in not charging by the hour for tax services. My work is really focused on being a tax strategist. And I try and explain to clients that you either hire a tax preparer, or you hire a tax advisor. And too often people call me and they say, my tax accountant isn't any good. Why? Well, you hired them as a tax preparer, but you're expecting them to be an advisor and and they can't be. It's a different role it's a different skill set so you can go back to them and ask them to be an advisor but you're gonna pay more and you're gonna get a different service so I, i really try and explain that to people that what i do is tax advice and the tax preparation piece that's a completely different task so that's where i find myself today over 25 years of being in this industry
0: awesome and so you don't focus at all
1: on any of the tax preparation you just help with the tax advice is that correct for the most part yes and i source out the actual preparation to the places where it belongs to people who are really good preparers and they do thousands of returns and they send out a beautiful product they don't necessarily do advice so i do a lot of educating i do a lot of assessments a lot of strategies and i look for opportunities to show business owners where they can do better, which is how I met you because I am always learning and I am always looking for new, better, different and how to use the laws to our benefit because tax preparers, they don't have a lot of time to do that. There's so many changes to the documents and the softwares that most of their time is focused on those details. So I get to play in the assessment and strategy piece.
0: Awesome, and when business owners when they come to you looking for advice what are some of their main concerns what are the typical questions you hear um, and what kind of advice are they looking for for the most part
1: most of what i hear is frustration most business owners are frustrated and they feel like there's something they don't know that everyone else knows so i have a lot of successful business owners who say to me i am paying so much in tax and i don't know how to do it differently i ask my tax advisor who is my preparer and they don't give me a straight answer or they say, oh, you're doing well. It's okay. We're doing the best we can for you. But they look around at their neighbors and friends. They're like, I don't know. It feels to me like everybody else knows something I don't know. So are these accurate assessments? Sometimes, but that's why they come to me. Frustration, a feeling of overwhelm. And so I will usually take a look at their tax returns. And sometimes they're beautiful. And I have to explain to people, this is how taxes work. This is what you're going to pay. And your tax preparer is doing a great job. Here are a few things I might suggest. And then there are other people where, yes, I just had a situation where a client was eligible for a sizable research and development credit. And when they took it back to their tax preparer, the tax preparer's response was, oh, it's so much paperwork. I mean, it's going to save you a little bit of money, but it's so much paperwork. And so I said to my client, well, okay, we'll get you another tax preparer, but you've earned that credit. That's really what I see. It's very rare that someone's not taking their meals or their car or their office supplies. Usually bigger ticket items like the credits that people are missing.
0: Why um, Why do you think there's so much confusion um about taxes tax deductions amongst business owners right I mean you obviously know um that they feel like you just mentioned that, that everybody knows something that they don't so what are what are some of those things that you think are causing all that confusion
1: yeah some of it I think is because as I say you know tax preparers are not taking the time to educate their clients and teach them how to do how to do it differently how to teach them the rules. Some of it is the business community. People love to brag. So I find a lot of clients calling me going, well, my friend on the golf club said, or my sister said, or my uncle said, this is what they deduct. Why can't I do that? So it was the same with mortgage rates, right? People used to laugh about, oh, I got 1%. Oh, I got 2%. And I'd say, show me, show me. So some of it I think is just myths Google Wikipedia all putting out different versions and it's not all junk based in fact and there's some truth but everybody's tax situation is different and that's why you need an advisor that's looking out for you
0: for the business owner who um you know is worried about taxes worried about deductions you know in the future I mean obviously laws are changing constantly. I mean, who knows what anything is going to be in the next right. week, month, year. Um, But do you foresee any, any improvements, <laughs> any changes, any new possibilities uh, coming up in the future?
1: I think I, I totally agree with you. I think there's going to be a lot of changes. I think business owners are going to need to be aware. I, I think the time of burying your head in the sand. And just paying your taxes and assuming that everything will be fine is kind of long gone. I think just like for our health, same with your money. Everybody needs to step up and be an advocate for their own financial health. Don't pay a tax you don't understand. You know, don't just assume that your tax preparer was correct. I think the day is coming where we all need to be advocates for our money and for our health. And anytime you look and you go, "Wow, that seems strange. Raise your hand and ask and keep asking until you get an answer that makes sense for you. And if your doctor or your accountant or any professional you work with isn't answering your questions, go find another one that will. I I just think it's really important because the laws have become much more specific, state to state, city to city, and that's only going to increase. And it's really important that we all as business owners hang on to our money you know we never know it's a great quarter it's a bad quarter recession's coming no recession and i feel like rather than just handing the money over to the government because we don't want to learn this little bit of law to help ourselves i want you to hang on to that money and not selfishly i'm not trying to steal from the government don't get me wrong everything we do is within the law what I'm talking about is business owners keeping more of their hard-earned money so that they can support their families, support their teams and their families, and then give back to the communities. I mean, we see struggling communities everywhere. And if you could use more tax deductions to support your community, I applaud that. And so I really feel as though the next five years in the accounting and tax world is going to see clients wanting more information more how more details the day of just handing over your finances and waiting for your tax return to come sign and pay i really think those days are now numbered
0: i agree and i like what you said about hey you know if you were seeing a doctor who doesn't give you an answer you want go see another one or doesn't explain something to you go see another one I mean, if you think about it in, you know, let's say you did go to a doctor and they told you you had a life threatening illness, right? Um, You're going to go see another doctor and make sure that that first doctor was correct. And I think that it's actually pretty sad that most people, you know, they'll do that with their health, but they will not do that with their financial health. And that's something that's extremely important that people need to be doing right. Um, And so for for business owners what types of questions should they be asking to their tax preparers
1: well i think the most important thing when you're looking for a tax advisor or a tax preparer is someone who listens not someone who talks right the same for any professional so i always tell clients if you're interviewing tax preparers make sure they're not telling you how fabulous they are and how much money they're going to get you back and all the fabulous strategies they're going to deploy because they don't really know until they dive into your situation, what they can and cannot do. Uh, And I think it's really important to work with someone who listens for every single business owner. I meet situations, different risk, tolerance is different. Future plans are different. So the most important thing I can tell people is work with someone who listens to you and hears you and is going to help you and not just put you into a little bucket because that's really important. We all, to the some degree, have the same level of training. And so as a buyer of tax and accounting services, really what you're looking for is someone who you can relate to, someone who's going to answer your questions. The other thing I always ask people to be very specific about, that I've actually come to ask myself, is what kind of response time can I expect from you? I like that. Do you have a 24-hour? Some people have a 24-hour response time. Sometimes I send emails, you know, and I get this response "Go, I check emails only on Thursdays. Whatever it is, we're all running our own businesses. We're all entitled to have our own parameters and boundaries. Ask because there's often a disconnect, right? I assume you're going to respond right away, but maybe you're not going to. So rather than end up in a fight three months from now, what's your response time? Do you respond by email or by phone? What can I expect? Because then I can match my expectations to what it is you say you're going to do. Now, if you don't do it, that's a different story. But what do you say you're going to do? Because those are the things as a buyer of services that are important to me, right? You listen to me. I feel comfortable with you. I'm going to have to share very personal information with you. And I'm clear about the response time I'm going to get. But for everybody, those questions might be a little different. Those are kind of my pet peeves. But if you have different pet peeves, make sure you ask them and ask them up front, because if you don't get your answer right up front, in my experience, relationships don't get better, right, when you dive in. So ask the questions and don't be shy. I I think there's this feeling of perhaps looking ignorant, not being smart or being judged. I know when I meet with a lawyer or a doctor, I used to have concerns. If I ask a question, are they going to think I'm not very smart? Are they going to think I'm whatever, right? But the truth is, if you don't ask those questions and set the groundwork with your tax advisor and tax preparer, it is not going to be a good relationship. And so I really implore people to ask the questions until you're satisfied.
0: I really like that advice, and especially doing it off the bat, because I mean, at the end of the day, if they're not the right fit for you, then you shouldn't be working with them anyways. Um, And so, And we
1: want these to be 20 year plus relationships, right? I don't want to be looking for a new doctor or tax preparer every two or three years. And I see that happening a lot. I see a lot of people who come to me and they're like, well, I was with this guy and he did this. So then I moved to this guy and this girl and she did that. And I didn't like that. So now I'm here and I'm like, all right, so let's talk about what you like and what you don't like, because." Maybe I'm all of those, right? This could be third time, not lucky. This could be worst situation. I'm all of yeah. those bad things. So, uh, and a lot of it, uh, unfortunately, I end up telling people, well, can yeah, take a little responsibility for how this worked out.
0: <laughs> well, what, what is your response time? I, I have to ask.
1: So mine is same day uh-huh. only because that is my expectation. Sure. So I have a same day response time if I am out of town, or somewhere where I don't have access to email, then you'll either get an email saying that Wendy will not respond today, she does not have access to email, you can call my assistant, if it's a paperwork issue, or I'll get back to you on this day. But I don't just leave people hanging, because my personal pet peeve is calling anybody, and not getting a response by the end of the day, even if it's to say, hey, Paul, got your message I don't know the answer I haven't had time to look I'm going to the movies I'm getting a pedicure whatever it is yeah I hear you and I'll get back to you on Thursday or Friday that's all I want to know I just want to know that I've been acknowledged and for me that's a big that's a big one but it's not for everybody and I know there are a lot of accountants that um tax advisors that actually charge a premium for that and so they have some clients they respond to same day and some three days some five days I've never really done that in my business, but, you know, I can see a place for that too. And so that's why it's an important question to ask, because if you don't care if it's a week, then why would you pay my premium to get same day service if that's not important to you? Then go work with someone who does five day turnaround times because that might be cheaper.
0: Agreed. Yeah. And this is a little off topic here, but what are some... Okay, perfect. What are what are some of the um what are some of the big strategies that a lot of business owners overlook that they come to you and you and maybe you are right away you know you're right. This is what we're looking for. Maybe it's not yeah. that. Maybe it's not that so way, the, but maybe the it's big ones. That,
1: yeah, the big ones that I always look for uh-huh. are um, home office deductions, okay, the Augusta rule, or a reimbursable plan because sometimes people have all of those, which you're not allowed to, or other people have none of those. In which case I say, why don't you have a home office deduction? Or my accountant says, I'll get audited. And I'm like, really? The last audit I saw on a home office deduction where someone showed up with a badge was in 1998 in Santa Monica, California. Okay. There are, I think, close to 25 million home office filers right now. They're not coming to your house. Have you called the IRS? No one there. They're not coming to your house. And so uh, people, there's still CPAs who say, you're going to get audited, don't do it. And even if you do get audited, you do have a home office, so let them come look. Yeah. Um, so the home office, the Augusta rule, um, the reimbursable plan, which you know is documentation required, but the best possible way to get more deductions through your corporation. And a lot of people are not doing that. Um, I also see people passing up on easy to get credits like 401k credits and um, R&D credits and solar credits. The ones, I'm not even talking about the the tiny little ones, right? I'm talking about the ones that are laid open to bear. Um, And then some of my more aggressive clients, we talk about things like listed transactions.
0: Okay. And um, real quick, I do want to touch base because this is something I was not aware of. Um, obviously, I, I'm not as, you know, I'm not like a CPA or anything like that. I really only know about the deferred sales trust. That's kind of our specialty. but um you mentioned that clients can't take advantage of all three um of those strategies you just mentioned. Why is that?
1: It's just the law. So okay. if you um if you take a home office deduction, you can't take the Augusta rule as well. It's okay. an either or. um, and so usually, you know, we do the math or if we have a spouse, That has one then we take it on the other so there are you know a lot of ways to deploy it but the problem is that most people don't even know about these choices and their accountants their tax preparers are so focused on getting the return done in a timely manner and out the door as quickly as possible with as little human time as possible that there's not a lot of time to sit down and say hey paul so what kind of expenses are you paying at home that could perhaps be gray area business expenses? Do you host parties at your house? Do you, you know, where do you take your team? Do you go on retreats? What what else are you doing to look for more deductions? Most tax preparers just don't have the time for that. And, and, and I don't blame them, right? They're getting paid to do a return. Margins are getting squeezed. Software is more expensive. People don't want to pay. So trying to get those returns out accurately and as quickly as possible, which doesn't leave a lot of time for the sitting back and you know chatting and advising and digging. So there are definitely opportunities for people. Um, there are very few business owners where I look at their return and say, there's nothing I can do for you. You've taken every deduction you possibly can. Very seldom. Sometimes I can only save them 5,000, um, but most of the business owners that I work with it's usually about $30,000 that they are overpaying their taxes only because nobody's ever shown them how to do something differently.
0: Well, I mean, $30,000 is a significant chunk of change. And I know there's people who, great, they make, you know, millions of dollars and 30,000 is whatever to them, but. Oh yeah. I mean, for clients
1: who are paying, you know, hundreds of thousands, yes, there's even more opportunities. Right. Um, it really just depends. And it's about asking the questions. But what I'm saying is don't go to Google. Don't go to your friends. And don't I love Google. I love Alexa. She tells me all kinds of things, but I don't want tax advice from Alexa, because the point is that the information on the web is not always wrong. I mean, it, it is a lot of it. The actual black and white is accurate. The problem is it doesn't apply to you or it applies to you differently. And that's where people get trapped up. You know, my doctor laughs at me too. Um, I'll go in and I'll say, I don't know, I read up on WebMD and she just laughs, you know? And she's like, okay, Wendy, that you don't have that disease, you know? Um, And it's the same thing because I had those symptoms, but I only see a small piece of it and it needed to be interpreted. And it's the same with taxes. They need to be interpreted. And that's, I think, where, you know, either you are extremely risk averse. And you just want to pay your taxes and have your tax preparer file an accurate and clean return. If you're overpaying, you're overpaying. And that's fine. We appreciate those people, right? The government needs that money. (laughs) But then for the people who want to be a little more aggressive and learn about some of the loopholes and the ins and the outs that their neighbors and friends and colleagues are deploying, then those are the people that I like to have conversations with. Because we talk about risk assessment, you know? We talk about what happens if the IRS comes to look? What happens if you get that letter in the mail? How does that feel? What are you gonna do? Um, and then we talk about, this is a good strategy for you. This is not a good strategy for you. And, we, and it's a it's not a clear cut, um, easy answer. And I think that's why most tax preparers just don't have the time to do that.
0: Yeah definitely um and so i have to ask as well tell me about this mastermind group you you mentioned to me a while back uh you believe you said it's it's for business owners but it starts in september i think we're in we're in july right now so a couple months it's coming up tell me about it
1: thank you so i'm i work one-on-one with most business owners because like i say everyone is so specific right everyone's got a different need so i work one-on-one but I also have been approached over the last few months by business owners who either don't have the kind of time to devote to what I'm doing with the whole day that we spend together and business owners who wanna learn about taxes, they wanna learn about business strategies. And so what I've decided to do is put together small groups, six business owners, and we are gonna dive into all the gray area tax strategies. We're also gonna look at some of the lending opportunities, you know, because your tax return is the basis for taking on debt, buying real estate. So taxes bleed into a lot of different parts of your business. So we're gonna have the six-person mastermind. It's gonna be over nine months where six of the sessions are gonna be on taxes. How do you find more deductions, credits, all the fun stuff. And then we're also gonna have sessions on debt, and lending and how to set up your tax return for the best results when it comes to real estate. And then we're also going to look at some business principles and how to always have the cash for taxes. How do you manage your cash to figure out what you're likely to go? Oh, quarterly estimates, are you making them? Do you pay too much and then wait for a refund? So there's a lot that I can do in a small group of six people that is as effective um, and maybe even more effective than a one-on-one with just me. So I'm really excited to launch that in the fall. That'll be awesome.
0: You'll have to let me know so I can um, send that out on, I'll post that on LinkedIn for you yep. and uh, make sure that people are aware.
1: Yeah, that's going to, I believe towards the end of July is when um, I'll open up for registrations and all that information will be on my website at WendyBarland.com.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. And- Um, real quick, what's one nugget of advice that you would give people, maybe it's tax advice, maybe it's something else, um, that you would give people that they could start doing today, whether they're business owners and, you know, you'd say, Hey, reach out to me, whatever, um, or just something they can do starting right now.
1: So right now there's so much information in the world, right. About taxes, everywhere we look. So on my website, I've got a lot of free resources that people can use. It's just wendybarlin.com. And um, there's home office deductions and auto expenses and videos, and all sorts of things. I'm trying to help as many of the small business owners as well, who don't always have someone to turn to, um, to just get as many resources in the hands of small business owners. And a couple of years ago, I wrote a book called That's Deductible which you can get on Amazon and it's a quick, easy read and it's for the business owner who doesn't have anyone to ask. And I found that I was getting the same questions over and over and over again. Um, so I put all those questions and answers into the book called that's deductible. And, um, just trying to get as much education out to the business owners as I can, because, you know, I've spent 25 years learning this stuff. It it wasn't easy. I went to college and, uh, they don't teach you all the stuff in college. This is the school of hard knocks.
0: Nice. And this is going to be the, the the easy answer to the question I'm about to ask is you. Um, but who should these business owners be reaching out to? Obviously, online, right? There's so much information and misinformation like we were just talking about. So if they want to get the real answers, they want to know, hey, I can actually do this. Um, and maybe they're not confident in their tax preparer. What, what would you tell
1: them? I would say you need to, like I say, interview people, find someone that you can ask. And there are a lot of people who can help you. It's really about what your need is. If I can't help someone, I'll refer them on to someone who can. Sometimes people come to me with what they think is a tax question, but it's actually a legal question. Or sometimes they'll come to me with what they think is a tax question, but it's a financial question. So I don't do the negotiations with the IRS. I send that out to colleagues who do a very good job with that. So I just like to be a point person. You do a lot of this too, Paul, where you're a point person that people come to you with all kinds of questions,
0: Exactly. some
1: of which you help and some of which you send out to other professionals just because of your time in the industry. You've met a lot of other people who can help. And so I find the same thing where you can reach me anytime. At WendyBarland.com, there's a contact me button, and um, if I can't help someone, I will find them someone who can. But okay. it's not Google.
0: Perfect. There you go. That's that's the uh, that's the right question. Yeah. In the past, because um, a little, I already told you a little bit of my background. Before I was involved in the deferred sales trust, I was a loan officer, and so I would get these people calling into me, and they would say, "Hey, you know, I saw that I can get you know a hundred thousand dollars." free money and you're going to pay my down payment interest rates are one percent um I'd like to sign up for my two million dollar house and and obviously that's an exaggeration but they would go and say all these weird wild things and I'd be like no like hey I don't know where you heard that but that's just not true and uh, they'd be like yeah I saw it on tiktok and I was like well, oh there's, there's well, then they'd problem. send you your
1: tax they'd send their tax returns over and they haven't had profit in three years. <laughs> and they're horrified yeah. that you can't get them a it
0: not that, that happened more often than you could imagine and so they were like well we're making hundreds of thousands of dollars and I'm like well it looks like you're losing 12 every year so I apologize but we can't give you a loan there's other places that may be able to right. um I apologize and so um yeah very used to that and even now I hear that all the time people will reach out and they say hey I read this this and this on the internet you know, and I'm like, well, the internet's not the right place. Why don't you right. talk to And, and it's team? not
1: completely untrue, right? Because right. There, is a, there is a piece of truth in it. And there might be some people that can qualify for those loans. They may sure. be. They're just very few and yeah. very hard to qualify for. And yes. the problem is that the most people are like, well, why can't I get that? That yeah. doesn't seem right. So, right. you know, sometimes we just have to be the bad news bear.
0: Yeah. And I, right now I get a lot of people who will reach out to me and they'll say, "Hey, you know, I read about this different tax strategy that's better than the one you guys are offering." And I'll say, "Great. Well, I think you should talk to our legal team. I mean, let's determine what's going to be best right. for you." And uh and they're like, "Well, why don't you know?" And I'm like, "Because I don't know your full situation yet. You just called me. Like, tell me about it. What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." And so it's it's interesting what people can take from the internet because there's some nuggets of like you were saying some of it's true but some of it's just not you know
1: well i love the one where people call me and say i don't want to pay any tax (laughs) you you have to do something because i don't want to pay any tax and i'm i am not a magician Uh and frankly that would be illegal because you made money so you should pay tax like that's how the world works i'm not talking about not paying any tax i'm talking about minimizing what you owe if that's appropriate Yep. and um, it's just really interesting because those are the phone calls where I just, um, okay. The only way to pay no tax is to be homeless and live under a bridge, and yeah. you could do that. But to or continue you to run before your you successful pay it, business, that, it's not going to happen.
0: If you die before you pay the tax, I mean, technically, you're not paying it, but someone in your family will, right? Be, you know.
1: And even then, you know, there are people who say, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but, and if you think about it. Even if we can avoid income tax, there is still sales tax and property tax and payroll tax. So it's a very broad statement to say, I don't want to pay any tax. And so then I'll say to them, so are you saying you don't want to pay income tax? You don't want to pay sales tax? You don't want to pay payroll taxes because there are a lot of other taxes we all pay on a daily basis. so it's very broad. And, and I think that no matter what you're paying, it's still about getting a professional. You know, I I don't really know much about sales tax. I don't dabble in it at all. I send that out to professionals. That is a big deal if you're selling across state lines. Um there are, you know, a lot of reasons to reach out to a professional and, and maybe have a team of people, but I think the best professionals are always those who know what they know. And know what they don't know because anyone who dabbles is is really scary to me
0: i agree i agree and i i appreciate people like yourself who will outsource the things that you don't know to someone who specializes in that we do the exact same thing here if someone reaches out to us and we don't know we just let them know right away and usually i i feel awkward saying it almost every time and i know i shouldn't because they appreciate it every time (laughs) well because you guys
1: could do a lot of other things but you're so good at what you do why would you
0: Exactly. So that's usually um, a conversation that you have and, and clients appreciate it because you're helping them. You're saying, Hey, yeah. I'm not an expert, but let me get you someone who is so they can help you. Um, right. and I think that's really cool.
1: Yeah. It's like and, asking what, you know, asking a podiatrist to help with your sore elbow.
0: Right. Like, did yeah. you go to
1: med school? Did you take a class on elbows? Cause my elbow hurts too. So can you look at that? <laughs> right no I don't I don't really do that but okay
0: exactly no a hundred percent so um real quick Wendy before we uh wrap up here I I like to ask everybody the same question um what what's your why why do you do what you do
1: so I came to this country with nothing and I am a huge believer in the American dream that's what drove me I I literally came with a bag of dirty clothes And in the last 25 years, I've worked very hard and I have a life that I've built with assets. I've built and sold businesses and property. I've been married and divorced. So I've done it all. And I am a huge believer that I could not have done this anywhere else in the world. And I feel like today the American dream is being stomped on uh, in so many different ways. And my why is to help more people keep more of their hard-earned money so that they can build their own wealth, build the wealth for their team members, and give back to their communities. Because that's how I see us reclaiming the American dream, is by as business owners having a responsibility to ourselves and our communities to put the money back in.
0: Awesome. Well, Wendy, I'm going to go ahead and I will put the link to your LinkedIn and your website down below. Um, Is there any other way that people should
1: reach out to you? Nope, that's it. We keep it super simple here.
0: Perfect. Awesome. Well, Wendy, I appreciate your time and thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thank you, Paul.